Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, to his left foot. Brilliant. Oh, it's a Hello and thank you for listening to In That Number. I am your host, Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host, Kevin Milverton, at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and if you would like to drop us a line, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. On with the show. Joining us this week, we welcome Stephen White of the Instagram page St. Mary's Statbase to chat through his page, and he's going to go through all his thoughts from Saturday's disappointing trip to West Ham. We shall also discuss the upcoming visit of Newcastle. In extra time, we have the February Awards, the goal and player of the month, so stick around for that announcement. But first, the Watson to my homes, the Moscow Mush Kevin Milverton. All right, you big dickhead. All right, yeah. Funny, yeah, I like that um, analogy a lot better. Uh, yeah, the Dr. Watson's a much better sidekick than, uh, than Robin. Robin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, there'll be another uh, one next week. I'll think of something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like how are you this week? Yeah, right, you know, I'm same old stuff with uh, with work, and uh, I, yeah, I don't think anything's changed from, from last week with work, with the weather, or with life. Just your mood's changed, I guess, after yesterday. Uh, yeah, just that really. Um, but yeah, getting ready to uh, come over next weekend. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Can't wait. Should be good. And what with this um, new coronavirus plague and the um, hysteria that's setting in, um, airline companies have been slashing prices on uh, flights, which uh, I'm quite annoyed about. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm sort of. Yeah, I did it at the wrong time, but um, yeah, maybe I'll get some for next month or something like that. Maybe, maybe. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been okay. Same as it always is, just work, work podcast, work podcast, and the children fit in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's easy to forget about them. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, right, okay, let's uh, let's bring in our guest this week, Stephen White of St Mary's Statbase on Instagram. It's a brilliant new page; you must check it out. So, um, Stephen, welcome. How are you? Hello, yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah, looking forward to chatting through, uh, yeah, yesterday's game. <laughs> really, really looking forward to it, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, okay, so first of all, first of all, uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I guess, uh, well, as you know, uh, I live in Essex and, um, 
Yeah, so I guess kind of growing up, um, I never really had like a Premier League team um, to support that was near me. I think probably Col- West Ham. Colchester was... and uh, is it Col- yeah. and um, Southend near you? United, yeah. Mm. So Southend United aren't doing too well at the moment. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think kind of growing up, I didn't really have that Premier League team um, that I kind of craved. I guess I kind of like followed Manchester United a little bit, like in their Champions League success. Mm. Um, but I never really felt like I had a proper um, Premier League team to support. So. Um, I actually moved down to Southampton to study there um, for, for four years in the end um, at university. What did um, you study? Uh, so I studied geology. Ooh, uh, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, I originally went down there for three years, but uh, yeah, I love Southampton so much I ended up staying for a fourth. Um, <laughs> maybe it's the team. Maybe it's the team at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, um, what what seasons were you around for then? What what eras? Um, so I went down in 2013 um, and graduated in 2017. So you know oh, it was the prime kind of Pochettino Coman era. Um, oh, so basically, it's, you're the reason that, for the downfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> or as soon as Pellegrini Pellegrino came in, you just buggered off. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember going to see um, the Boxing Day game actually against Spurs, where we lost five two, and uh, yes. yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a great game at all. Wasn't <laughs> um, how often do you get to go to St Mary's? Um, so I've only managed to go um, a few times this season. Um, so obviously living in Essex is um, you know not ideal for kind of going to games every weekend, but yeah, I still try and manage to go. Um, closer, yeah, closer than me. Yeah, so you are a bit closer <laughs> than Kevin. Yeah, it's very. True. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I've, I've been to, um, an away game this season as well. Went to see the FA Cup, um, unfortunate loss to Spurs. So, um, you know, if they're, if they're playing in London, I'll, tr- I'll try and go, but obviously, um, yeah, I can get to West Ham yesterday. Tell us about your St. Mary's stat base and what prompted the start. Yeah, um, so I guess with my job and what I've, um, done whilst I've been at university in terms of um, it's you know I did quite a science-based degree, so it was a lot of stats and, and maths involved. Um, and I kind of wanted to combine my I guess my love of Southampton with statistics. And I thought, kind of scrolling through Instagram, there's lots of pages for Southampton, lots about um, news and insights, but I didn't think there was really one solely dedicated to the statistics. Um, so I kind of saw that gap and thought that would be a good thing to um, go into. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I wanted to see more about things that other fans potentially might not see. So things like, you know, passing, um, expected goals. That's a good stat that I like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fan favorites like things like nutmegs, take ons. Like, you know, we want to see who's actually given the most in the game. Um, and I think I've kind of unearthed quite a few stats that I think maybe some fans potentially don't see so much. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's, it's grown quite well and we only started in January. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with the content that's being produced at the moment. I, I think it's brilliant. I mean, I, I, I use Instagram quite a bit for the, for the, uh, show. And yeah. when I saw that there was a, there's a new, new thing coming up at St. Mary's Statbase, um, I checked it out and I thought this, this could be something a little bit different. And every single one that you've put out has been, you know, it's been spot on and it has been something different. You don't often see it. It's quite surprising, actually. But, yeah, everything that you've put out, I've really, really enjoyed. So, Thank you. Yeah, fantastic with that. Um, what, what, sort of in, what sort of stats are you interested in most? Is it like individual efforts or like a team one? Um, I think uh, something I like to do is try and look at player comparisons like one-on-one players. Um, so things that I've done in the past is comparing Jack Stevens to Jan Bergnarek. Um, and I guess just kind of seeing, if you're looking at two players, who's doing the better in, in this specific stat? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, one that I did recently was having a look at our, um, well, at number 10s as Ralph likes to call them. Um, and they're all very different, um, from one another. So something that I was kind of looking at was, um, you know, their, their expected goals and assists. And I think, uh, for me, Redmond was the standout there. Um, yep. but also Gineppo has been increasing his numbers recently and obviously, um, couldn't, you know, for, for obvious reasons with, with his mother passing away, couldn't be there 
um, yesterday for the game, but he's really stepped up the last um, couple of games, I've, I've, I've thought, anyway. Sure, I've got a, a few kind of questions. I mean, um, are there any statistics that um, really put Saints in a good light compared to other things? <laughs> That's a great question, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think probably in the whole of the Premier League, I'd say we're probably well, I guess second best to Liverpool, but our pressing game is really outstanding and I think that's probably testament to what Ralph has done um, How would you measure that? Is it just done in, in terms of you know yards covered by each player? Yeah I think yards covered by each player the the amount of time it takes us to win back the ball as well um, something that's really key to look at that I will be looking at in the future is um, the turnovers as well because Ralph likes to I, I can't remember the exact number but he as soon as we get the ball back, we almost have a specific time frame in which we should have a shot. Um, and that's something I don't think many teams do in the Premier League. Obviously, Liverpool are kind of a standout for that kind of game. But I feel that our, you know, our away game, um, our away going kind of uh, down the league in the table, we're, we're fifth at the moment for our away game wins. And I think yeah. that's just that really, um, you know, just shows how well we're doing, especially away from home. Are there any players whose popularity sort of belies the statistical performances? So players that are maybe, you know, overrated or underrated by the fans? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I was looking at Stuart Armstrong actually earlier and, uh, you know, he's kind of turned himself into a fan favourite this season. Um, he's actually doing a lot better than his statistics would suggest. I was having a look at his expected goals um, statistics this morning and it's gone up to two but he's actually scored I think three goals in the Premier League this season so right, he's yeah. above and beyond what um, his statistics would actually show and mm-hmm. another one for me was Angus Gunn I think he's come into a lot of um, stick maybe unnecessarily but also you know his role in the game that you know we're not probably going to speak about too much um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's actually really good at um, passing up from the back. He's good at those sweeper clearances as well, and that's something I think McCarthy doesn't do so much. So they're very, they're both very different goalkeepers, and I think Gunn's probably the goalkeeper that Ralph would like to use more. But um, for obvious reasons and keeping stability in the side, I think he, you know, probably go for McCarthy at the moment. Both so. not filling me with any confidence at the moment. Uh, yeah. not, not very commanding in their box, in my opinion. But. Yeah, I do agree. Um, I think McCarthy, yeah. You, you need that kind of like, I don't know, you, like a Peter Schmeichel kind of character to be in your goal. Someone that's going to just give it give it everything and not afraid to shout at his defence. And, and we don't have that. And we haven't had that for a long time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. I think, um, you know, it was also unfortunate with Fraser Forster and how that developed. But I think his time probably has gone now at St Mary's. So maybe in the yeah. summer we'll to, um, yeah, well, these changes. I, I, in terms of Forster, I think he's willing to, I think he said he was willing to take a pay cut to stay at Celtic. So I think that that has gone. I think it shows his desire to be out of Southampton. So yeah, I do think moving forward we need to address that goalkeeper situation. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, so ITN news. Quite a slow week at the start. You know, trying to pick up some news stories and wasn't really a lot going out, but it kind of picked up towards the end of the week. Um, the one I want to start with is the uh, Hoiberg contract. Now, it's been on the table for a while, as we all know. As it stands, it's got 18 months left on it. But news in the week that he's changed his agent to Pini Zahavi amidst rumours about, you know, a switch in the summer. Um, is this, Stephen, is this a clear indication of his intention to leave? I I think it is. Um, I was actually speaking to Spamton News now uh, earlier on this morning, and um, he he wants to keep Hoiberg, but I'm, I'm not so sure. I, I think um, potentially with this change of agent that he will be looking to leave, unfortunately, in the summer. Um, yeah, could you remind me uh, who the Pini Zahavi guy is? Well, he, I mean, he's, he's known as like, like a super agent. He's been, you know, he's been going around since the uh, 80s, 90s. He's become friends with um, Sir Alex Ferguson. He helped 
mastermind Rio Ferdinand's move from uh, West Ham to Leeds and, of course, Leeds to Man United. So he's got a few big, big names. Um, but, yeah, he's. it does seem to me that now that Hoiberg, he's, as I say, his contract has been on the table for a while, he is trying to mastermind this move away, and it only makes sense that he brings in one of these guys, you know, as, as a Harvey, to, to make this, you know, a permanent switch. Yeah, I think that, that makes it pretty clear then, doesn't it? We're going to have to look for another midfielder in the summer. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think he could be on the move, and especially with the Euros coming up, he's going to want to be putting himself in the frame um, for... I guess that next level up, but I guess the comforts that we have is the players that Ralph's bringing in at the moment, especially Smallbone, thought he was outstanding against Villa, mm. uh, and Slattery's out on loan as well, so he could potentially be brought back into the frame. Yeah, and it looks like Spurs could be most likely to, to sign him in the summer. So uh, Another bit of news, Ralph Hassenhurt was backed James Ward-Prowse for England at Euro 2020. Um, his versatility so could, be, could be key, I agree. You know, He, he plays everywhere, doesn't he? He's always always included in his squad and gives everything, gets under players' skins as well. So he could be quite, you know, a massive addition to the squad. Although fears now that Euro 2020 will be cancelled because of coronavirus. But uh, what are his chances, do you think? I think he's got a very high chance of getting included in that squad. I think he's one of those box-to-box midfielders that I don't think England necessarily have at the moment. I think we maybe have Henderson in that role at the moment, but I can't really think of any other players coming to the top of my head. Um yeah, no, I think you're right. There's not there's not a lot of people yeah. that do you know do the work rate that he does. You know, and if you can use him as a as a right back as well in that instance, then why not? Although I don't think England are doing too bad with right backs at the moment with um, Trent Alexander Arnold and Wan Bissaka. But yeah, I mean, you know, you could put him anywhere and he could do a, do a decent job absolutely anywhere. But I'm a terrible cynic still, and I just don't think Southgate's going to put Saints players in that squad. You've said that before, but he did give him his first um, senior cap, Kev. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't get taken to the, to the tournament in the end, did he? So, no. I don't know. Maybe he'll be in the provisional squad and miss out again. <laughs> God, you sound like you sound like Eeyore, Kev. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is. And uh, I, I don't know. Maybe with Danny Ings, could be the same. I just have to see how those injuries play out. But, I mean, you know, Vardy's back in action, isn't he? But he's retired. Um, mm-hmm. Kane, I don't think he'll be fit enough, will he? So, Rashford, yeah. too. Rashford, yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think maybe he might might have his... Tammy uh, Abraham, hand. it is, then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Andy <laughs> Carroll. <laughs> Peter Crouch, yes. out of retirement. Anyone but Danny Ings. <laughs> um... <laughs> Former manager and club legend Laurie McMenemy has become an official club ambassador, joining the likes of Sir Francis Benali and Matt Letizier. So, yeah, nice bit of news there. Yeah, I mean, I think he should have been maybe made ambassador before the other two, considering yeah. what he's done for the club. But, um, yeah, I was thinking that too, but still. But yeah, no, no. Never. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, after those three, it's, it's difficult to really think of other candidates that have the same stature as those three. Mm, it's, it's indeed, yeah. Um, Kev, any more news from you? Uh, yeah, Tyreek Johnson. Um, he's off to Hartford Athletic to join Rady Jaidi um, until the end of the season. So, yeah, OK. Good luck there. We haven't really seen him uh, in. He was in the squad a couple of times last season. But, uh, yeah, we haven't really seen much of him uh, this time around. So, yeah. Really good, a good move for him. Hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, of course, Musa Gineppo, um after uh, the death of his mother, uh, he's out on compassionate leave. Um, he's got to go back to Mali. Uh, of course, our, our thoughts go out to him and his family. Yeah, yeah very, very sad news. That wasn't, mm. wasn't great in the week, was it? Um, Kev, capital of Mali? Uh, Jemena? No. Last chat. Um, Bamako. Well done. Ooh. Yes. Slice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just um, some injury update, updates. Um, yeah, Reppens, uh won't be back until at least after the international break uh, due to that tendon injury in his thigh. Um, it's a bit of problems there with, with his blood blood in the leg. And um, Ings yeah, picked up a slight muscle injury, which um, left him on the bench for that match against West Ham United, which we're about to talk about now. Nice, nice segue. I guess. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Letizier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. So, we go into yesterday's game. It finished Watford 3, Liverpool 0. <laughs> 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 yes. Sorry, sorry. 
Let's do that game instead, yeah? Let's do that. Uh, yeah, why not? Um, amazing that the self-proclaimed best centre-back in the world make, made a rare start and they get fucking battered. Uncalled <laughs> 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 yeah. the champagne. It's not all bad news. Yes. But anyway, uh, let's go into our game, shall we? Uh, we came in with a poor record against West Ham, losing our previous four. In fact, it was the, you know their greatest success uh, in the Premier League has come against us winning 17 overall. Uh, the last four, they have an aggregate score of 9-1, so you can make that 12-2 now. So um, they always seem to score against us, and that's 54 Premier League goals they've banged in against us. But West Ham, terrible at home, and Saints picking up the majority of their points on the road. So there's a league high share of 59 points on, on the road, actually. So that was um, that's quite high. Um, the, stat, the stats backed up the result, actually, as we put in another awful showing against the Hammers by a score of 3-1. Um, goals from Bowen, Haller and the former Saint, Michel Antonio, and of course Oberfemi with Saint's goal. Um, I'll go through the 11 and then guys, you can tell me what you think about it. Uh, McCarthy, James Wood-Prowse, Stevens, Bednarik, Bertrand, Armstrong, Smallbone, Hoiberg, Bufau, Long and Oberfemi. I guess um, the first raised eyebrow was that of Danny Ings rested for Oberfemi, where it was a bit of a knock. Uh, James Wood-Prowse continued it right back. And, of course, it was a big test of Will Smallbone again. Um, and Buffow in for the breathing Gineppo. Uh Yeah, but thoughts on this one, chaps? I'll start with you, Stephen. Thoughts on the starting 11. Um, yeah, a few raised eyebrows. Danny's starting, obviously, the right-back situation. Um, I, I was I was on the impression during the week that Kyle Walker-Peters would be making um, his yeah. second start. Um, yeah, we thought of that too, because, I mean, Ralph had said that he was ready to go, didn't he? Yeah, so I, I fully expected him to start, so that, that did surprise me seeing Wall Prowse at right back. Um, and then I thought the Shane Long, Michael Obafemi partnership probably wasn't the best shout. I thought Che Adams should have been in line for a start, especially with how well he worked, um, with Obafemi against Chelsea. So, um, yeah, not, not the best. Um, Kev, Ings record, not good against West Ham. Um, he's never scored and actually never won against them, but, Ralph said pre-game that he only, you know, he only trained on the Friday and didn't plan to use him if it wasn't necessary. Um, yeah, I say that was a surprise because I'm, I didn't know um, on the day that um, Ings was injured, obviously. And yeah, I, I second what Stephen says there. Um, Obafemi and Adams worked together a lot better than Long and Obafemi, and that proved to be the case um, pretty much from the off. Um, expected Buffal in there. I mean, there are only two fit, uh, or number tens, as Ralph likes to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the real surprise was obviously, um, keeping Smallbone in and Ward Prasser right back. And the, I don't really see the logic but, between, uh, of having two right backs on the bench in Carl Peters and Valerie. That's exactly what I've got written down here, like two, two right backs waste. on the bench. Just like, why? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he has his reasons. Maybe. <laughs> oh, <he's laughs> anyway. Um, Stephen, uh, the start wasn't wasn't sparkling, was it? It brings me back to last week, actually, Kevin. We had um, uh, Ben Stanfield on, and he said he gets more nervous when we have corner kicks. Um, <laughs> and sure enough, you know, West Ham counter. Mm-hmm. Bowen almost opened the scoring then. And signs there that it was going to be a difficult afternoon. Yeah, no, as, as I said, I think um, we started quite brightly. But as you say, on the counter-attack, they were they were coming up against us every time, and they they did deserve their goal. Um, but I did think we were the better side up until that moment. Um, so I think Bowen takes his goal very well, though, and yeah. obviously his first start in the Premier League, and he's very bright. I would have liked to see him maybe sign for us, but yeah, yeah. it just happen. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was either him or Jay Adams, wasn't it? And um, I don't know, we'll see in the long term who got the better deal, but um, yeah. Does look like uh, he's saved David Moyes' bacon there. Um, definitely vindicated um, having his first start against us. Yeah, causing us lots of problems with um, Haller for now, Antonio. I mean, it's almost a front four at, at some times. But um, yeah, I, I didn't. It, was, it seemed to to me like it was a fairly even first half. I suppose like um, it was end-to-end stuff at, at times. We did have our chances. Um, but, yeah, we're quite, quite blunt, really. And, I mean, for all three of the goals, it was just either individual errors or just, you know, classic classic Saints. But, um, yeah, no, fair play to... Should we call him J-Bo? J-Bo, I like it. <laughs> That's good. 
Um, and actually, extending on the Bowen goal, it was West Ham looked like they had their tactics spot on. They just humped the ball up the field, and then they pressed yeah. high and forced the mistakes. And as Stephen said, Bowen with, with a really cool finish. But we looked really slow and, and unin, uninterested to get back there, I think, that first goal. And it, it, in this game, it was always going to be the first goal was going to be crucial, because when West Ham concede first, form shows West Ham lose. I thought we'd, we'd fall flat, but we did come, come back um, with, with that second goal. But, I mean, for, you know, for the whole match, um, I'd say West Ham were just playing us our own game. Um, high pressing, um, yeah, sitting back, letting us have more of the ball, and then um, getting us on the counter-attack. And, and it, well, we didn't really know how to deal with uh, with the long balls. I think in certain positions, um, Warprouse. I thought I did to that one, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Warprouse. I didn't really rate him as a right back in that match. I thought, like, when I saw the lineup come out, I thought, like, okay, maybe he's put him there to deal with the more physical players like Antonio. Um, but he was losing the, the battles in, in those areas. Um, he was, was, he was being like, run, wasn't he? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean they were both just just very weak. Um, yeah, the whole of that right side of the pitch, um, we were just getting fucked basically. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> the the one positive that we can take out of this game was the Oberthemi goal. Um, it looked like it was against the run of play, really, just come out of nowhere. Come from a West Ham attack, and yeah, Prowse made a great run. And yeah, perfect assist and Obafemi with the finish. Yeah, Obafemi was a really bright spark, bright spark yesterday. Um, I thought he took his goal excellently, especially as it was coming to him. Um, we were side on to goal, I think, and yeah. uh, curled it into the the top bin on the left. Uh, but yeah, really impressive Obafemi. He's got two goals now in the Premier League this season, and his expected goal is actually less than one. So again, he's really showing that oh, he's yeah. Um, yeah taking his chances when he gets them. Yeah, that's actually four goals that you scored for us in total now, and all away from home. And it's three this season have all been in London. So Craven Cottage in the EFL Cup, Stamford Bridge, and now the London Stadium. Um, and then he did his, his Michael Flatley celebration, Kev. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Lord, Lord of the Dance. That, our goal, the, the only goal. It's sort of a weird sort of slow motion counter-attack. It just seems yeah. like... Hoiberg didn't done, look but... didn't look like he was busting a gut to get up the field, did he? No. Uh, what, what Prowse did, though, in his... In his defence. It was a great clearance from Bednarek to start it off, but yeah, it just sort of, we kind of went through the motions and it just worked. I think that's the only time that happened in the whole match. Yeah, um, and then came that moment when um, Decore nipped the ball through for Saar, and he slotted it home against Allison, and Van Dijk was just standing there like a statue. This <laughs> <laughs> is classic. Sorry, it's the last time I do that. I'm sorry. Let's, let's get back to our game. <laughs> um, so it's got... Um, Crossed lines with a, a Watford podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the Haller goal, Stephen. McCarthy with a blunder. Ah, oh, shocking. I couldn't believe it. Um, I, I don't know what happened, really. I think he, he went up for it and he was just expecting him to, to grab the ball and he didn't see Haller. And, you know, Haller got the touch and McCarthy wasn't exactly busting the gut to get back the ball and Haller just slotted back in. Terrible. Um, yeah, terrible. Because it looked like McCarthy was waiting for a whistle. Yeah, and I think the commentators were saying in the game as well. He knew that there wasn't a foul on him, and he wasn't trying to object either. So I don't really know what he was trying to do, to be honest. Just looks a bit lazy. And of course, Bednarek and Stevens were ball watching. Both went to Antonio, um, and he almost messed up the cross as well. But then McCarthy, you know, just sorted it out for him. So. Yeah, so I don't know what he was. It's sort of like a, a volleyball, you know, with the both hands. That yeah. sort of Pinch there, and um, he thought he thinks it's gone out, and um, yeah, Haller obviously realizes that it hasn't. Yeah, just a just a fucking terrible goal to concede, really. It's like carry on stuff, isn't it? Um, yeah, again. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Haller's a poacher, isn't he? I mean, all thirty-one of his goals across the continent have now come from inside the box. Just like a poor man's Van Nistelrooy, isn't he? <laughs> 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 Um, and then shortly after half-time, Ings came on for Bufau. What did that do? Well, obviously not a lot because then they scored after yeah. that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, well, going back to Bufau, I didn't think he was really at, at the races yesterday either. I don't I think he, he was really playing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was he wasn't cutting inside. He wasn't really offering much. And I think he was probably a good substitution at the time. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, Kev, the goal came and it was... Michael Antonio, route one, a sequence of long balls and just defensively not at the races. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I timed it um, from the time Fabianski um, 
makes the goal kick, it gets into the net at the other end in nine seconds and just five touches. That's all it takes to beat our entire team. Yeah, and it just goes to show what Ralph had said at the end of the game that that we just cannot deal with balls like that. I don't know if he's giving future teams like uh, a few hints there. Let's stick it in the match program. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then of course, yeah, I say a couple more changes. Oberfemi and Smallbane come off for Romeo and Vestergaard. Um, again, didn't really do much. And to be fair to West Ham, Stephen, they they could have had it. They could have had more. I mean, Antonio had a had a one on one, and it was McCarthy with a good stop. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I think they just you know they knew what to do: counter attack and put balls over the top. Really, I think. The substitution from Ralph for Vestergaard to come on was actually probably what we needed, but probably what we needed actually a lot earlier on because we couldn't deal with those high balls. And as soon as he came on, um, he, he was winning those headers that um, the back two, you know, weren't winning at the time. So I thought it was a that was a good substitution, but again, Romeo coming on is not really going to offer much in terms of getting a goal really. No, it's too too little, too late. I mean, you think in hindsight it would have been nice to have him there and just you know stick him on Antonio, um, tactical fouling. But um, yeah, could just come back to that that um, Haller cross, um, Rabona time. Mm. <laughs> Very good, Kev. <laughs> yeah, that, that was sublime. <laughs> You've been waiting to say that, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Rabona time, love it. Okay, so yeah, it finished three-one. Anyway, really, really disappointing. Um, Stephen, is there a certain I don't know, complacency against these sort of teams. Yeah, I think there probably is. I think it was is almost seen like a repeat of the Burnley game. Um, again, they they didn't really offer too much going forwards, but then when they break, they can score um, fantastic goals, such as you know the Vidra goal uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, I just think that we don't learn, and those mistakes are still in us that unfortunately have been with us the last couple of seasons. Um, so I, I don't know what, what the answer is, to be honest. Kev, you said last week that we'd slip up against either Villa or West Ham. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Um, but did, Kev, did, did Ralph get this wrong today? I mean, he got it right against Villa with the inclusion of Smallbone. Smallbone. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes wrong yesterday. Was it the wrong type of game to be involved in? Uh, did we I need Romeo so. in the middle to strengthen that midfield up? But then again, you know, it's, it's very easy to, to, to disagree when we lose. And at the same time... We give him all the praise when it comes off. Yeah, I mean, I would have more liked to have seen uh, Ward-Prowse in the midfield than at right-back um, yeah. to see what he can do. Um, yeah, we needed that sort of box-to-box midfielder that we've been praising him for. Um, yeah, the front two. Long was just deflated. I mean, he was half the player that he was against Villa. Um, yeah, yeah Oberfemi innings didn't really have much service. I thought, yeah, maybe it would have made more sense to stick Adams on. Yeah. Um, just it just seems like the, the complacency with with all the players. I mean, maybe, but that was kind of there last week as well. That um, Villa win didn't really fill me with confidence um, at all. Because you know, if we'd have come away from that match with you know three or four goals, then maybe. But they were they were an awful side and should have taken just, them to the cleaners, should not we? Yeah, deciding to put it at the death with an empty net goal in the last minute um, just and, goes to show the lack of creativity we've got. Absolutely, and we, we've only taken that win from uh, February. You know, we've gone out the cup, and it's the, yeah, the only win. The rest mm. of them, we we haven't really been looking sharp at all. So that this is getting me worried. I'm I'm looking back down the table again. Yeah, um, Stephen, side just a little bit too weak. I mean, defensively bullied, bullied by uh, Antonio, and I guess maybe Smallbone wasn't ready for the likes of Mark Noble. Yeah, I think, you know, last week Smallburn had a really good game, but I think he was more of a passenger uh, yesterday. I think, mm. you know, like I was saying, um, James Will Browse not being in the middle really lost that box-to-box creativity. And, well, we don't really know what the right-back situation was, but I think Kyle Walker-Peters could have um, done a job at right-back, to be honest, yesterday. Um, it, just, it just seemed to be too compact um, what I thought I didn't think we were getting down the wings and creating chances too well and that kind of is summed up by Bufal not you know, getting the chances that he normally would get yeah yeah, very well said um, Kev I'll start with you this week man of the match difficult oh, Jesus very Christ. difficult one yeah. I, I've just slagged off nearly everyone um, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean great goal from Oberfemi but I, I didn't think he was he was he was brilliant as such Um 
I think looking at my squad on, on paper, the only one that I've put as a positive contribution is Bertrand again. Well, so, you know, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, it's just my default position these days. Like, if in doubt, give it to... <laughs> well, Bert. I mean, I will say that he was probably the best of the, of the bad bunch mm. in terms of defending. Um, but I, I've actually... Got, I, I struggled with this. I thought the defence was awful. Buffal wasn't wasn't there, so was Long. Uh, I think you can include McCarthy in that defence as well, but just yeah. be, just because of that mistake. Um, but I think it has to go to Oberfemi just because of the goal. I couldn't think of any more positives, okay. so I'm going to give it to Oberfemi. Um, Stephen? Yeah, I agree. I think Oberfemi was the man of the match for us, if you can call it that, but yeah, Oberfemi for me. So yeah, just... Just a dead performance, really, wasn't it? It was, it was a nothing performance, deader than a Saturday night in Salt Lake City. <laughs> um, nothing positive of note, really, apart from the goal. Uh, defensively awful, got bullied, couldn't deal with long balls, series of errors, uh, and we're rightly punished. Um, just when you think we've become harder to beat, and you know we're looking up the table, we put on a show like this one and remind the fans, you know, hang on, we're, we're still awful at the back at times, and we're too open through the middle. Um, it's not as if we can say that we didn't take our chances because we didn't create, create any. And, you know, West Ham could have had at least four. And Ralph, I said before, Ralph was very unhappy with, with the defence. Um, they worked hard all, in week all, all training, he said, and to nullify the long balls and, you know, just gone backwards. Yeah, I think just the consistency at the moment is just not there, um, especially over Christmas where we were picking up points left, right and centre. But we'll win at Villa and then we'll lose at West Ham. So I don't see... Um, where the consistency is coming from, to be honest. Um, but we've, yeah, we've, we've got a good run of fixtures coming up, so we really need to take that and uh, run with it, really. Yes, yeah, the consistency. We always have these little patches that are patches of really poor performances, but patches of really good ones, and then we can never seem to string anything together. So yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've got some some stats here for the match. Um, so I mean, just the basic stats. So you know, um, two thirds possession to the thirty three percent. Um, they made 14 shots, seven on target to our 10, two on target. Um, yeah, XG 2.17 to them, 0.74 to us. So, um, yeah, it doesn't really look that, that good. I mean, do, do you have any particular stats for this match that, um, you think we should be paying attention to? Just from, yeah, having a look really, we, we didn't create those chances, and when we did, West Ham's defence were so much better than ours. We had five blocked shots to their two. I think that mm. just tells you what you need to know about our defence at the moment. Um, surprisingly, we had a lot of corners, but we didn't vary it up enough. It seemed like every time we'd kick it into the box that a West Ham player would just head it back out again. And um, when it's times like that, I think that we should probably be varying it up a little bit more, maybe take a short corner and um, see where it goes from there. Um, but yeah, I think you've, you've highlighted it well, really. We had, um, 393 passes completed to their 152. Um, but we couldn't really control the game in the same way they did with the long balls they were playing over the top. It's a simple game, mm. really, isn't it, when you play it like that? Very, very simple. Are there any players that came out well after that match? Um, I think where I sort of was highlighting my club with Femi, um, earlier, he, he did come out well. His expected goals is now it's it's 0.9, but he's now got two in the Premier League, um, and I think that's that's something we need to keep looking at. So I think he's definitely worth um, his starts. He does bring that energy, um, but yeah, I think I was I was looking at Armstrong stats as well, but his um, expected assist didn't go up. I don't think he really was on the ball either yesterday, um, to be honest. Um, but yeah, for me, probably over Femi was the standout. I think um, I think Troy Deeney had a great impact off, off there as well. I think this, that third goal was incredible. <laughs> Sorry again. <laughs> <laughs> Just about wraps it up. <laughs> um, and with West Ham and Watford playing their best spells of the season right now, this Newcastle game next week has become massive. Um, you need to lose this, and we slip further. The gap has gone from ten to seven. You know, it, it can change very, very quickly. Um, as you said, Kev, you were uh, starting to get worried again. It's pressure times. Um, and we have to hope we can turn that pressure into a, into a positive, like West Ham did yesterday. Especially with um, all of the bottom three winning. OK, you're West Ham against us, but yeah, um, Norwich. And Watford, by the I way. Think, they, I think Watford won as well, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, they each get three points. So you know they're snapping at our heels there. It's um, it's you know we're not out of this just yet. No. Yeah, I, I think we really, really need to win that Newcastle game. I thought we were absolutely dire when we played them last time. So we've got something to prove. And if we're going to keep losing to teams like West Ham and Burnley, like we need to really change it up against Newcastle. Newcastle, of course, not in the greatest of form, slipping down the table, haven't picked up a win in the league since Chelsea in mid-January. Uh, most recently lost 4-0 away to Arsenal in a difficult one. They lost to Palace. Oh, of course, yesterday they were held by Burnley at St. James's. Um, you have to go back as far as December the 5th since their last away victory. And fans are becoming increasingly fed up with um, Steve Bruce's tenure. Uh, both teams pretty low on confidence, though, and, and starting to feel the pressure. But again, another team we struggle against. The last meeting was at St. James's in, in December, and we lost 2-1. Um, and the last time we picked up a win against them was back in April 2016, a 3-1 win with goals from Shane Long, Graziano Pella and Victor Wanyama. So, yeah, it's too long ago. Um, I mean, I don't need to tell you how close we are in the league. I will anyway. We're separated by just two points, 13th and 14th, and Brighton, you know, right behind. But how how do we see this one, Stephen? Is this, you know, just how important is it? I think it's a must win, really. Um, we, we were saying before the game that, if we won the three points against West Ham, then we could start pulling out the contracts. Um, you know, Ralph, yes. Shane Long, potentially Hoiberg, if he, if he does want to stay. Um, I think it's a, it's a must win, especially because, um, I think Newcastle have been very, very lucky this season. Um, we, we have to win this game, really. Yeah. And they were saying on match of the day yesterday that Saints are probably going to be fine. Um, they shouldn't worry, but they're probably about five points away from, you know, as you say, nailing on that that safety so get those five points out of the way quicker then as you say get those contracts out of the way start planning for next season yeah uh, um i i just want to see it happen because the last couple of seasons we've left the right to the last minute to stay up and because of that i think it's hurt us for the following season um yeah. so if we can get that um get those three points start signing the contracts then i think we've got 10 10 games left um maybe even less than that eight games i think um mm. so yeah, it would be nice considering what we've seen the last couple of seasons. Yeah, just have the pressure off as well, not having to worry about it. I say, I said last week, how amazing would that be to actually be safe this time of the year? Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's been a long time since we've um, managed to do that. Um, but I always fear that we get safe and then just switch off and, yeah, one, one foot on the beach. But... Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think our, our patchy forum, we had a, a brilliant January, awful February, with the exception of that uh, game against Villa last week. Um, so yeah, maybe March is the month for us where we can kick on. We've got a, still got a favourable run of fixtures, so we could definitely turn it around and get, gain some momentum. But yeah, we do have to beat Newcastle to do that. And they're an awful side, but I mean, they, they've been the thorn in our sides for mm. as long as I can remember. Um, and Since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and our home form still is is are we now worst in the league. Um, well, yeah, still. West Ham's just jumped above us now, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that's that's not looking good for us. But I mean, the Newcastle are a side that have really struggled for goals, but still how still somehow managed to grind out results um, against teams just like us. But um, the guy who caused us problems, um, Alan Sam Maximum, is he is he injured? Because he wasn't playing against Burnley, was he? Oh, I don't know about that one, Kevin. That's yeah, I'm not sure, actually. So, I mean, maybe that's a positive we can take. Um, yeah, I mean, who have they got that could score? I mean, Dwight well, Gale. You said score. at the start of the season, oh, sorry, you said just a minute ago that they, um, they were struggling for goals. Their top scorer is actually John Joe Shelby on five. Shelf. Wow. <laughs> and you compare that to, I mean, I think bloody Jack Stevens has almost got that many, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they, you're right, they do struggle um, for goals, uh, but they don't seem to struggle against us. So, predictions, guys. I'll start with the guest, Stephen. Where are you going with this one? Um, I'd like to see another scoreline repeat of the Villa game, so I'm going to go 2-0 for this game, 2-0 Saints. Nice, nice and positive. And Kevin, do you want me to go first? Or... Um, no, I, want, I really want to go first and just, just say one or draw. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go home win. I'm going to go 2-1 Saints. Oh, good for you. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, that brings it to our nameless Twitter game. Um, uh-huh. Stephen, I don't know if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, but we've been doing this little Twitter game. Uh, <laughs> we've got nothing nothing fun to do on this show anymore because of the uh, performance on Saturday. But, yeah, should we do a little, little, little Twitter game? Uh, it's just simple. I'm going to give you two players. You're going to tell me who's got more Twitter followers. Sure. Okay, right, we will start. Are you ready, Kev? Oh, yes. Okay, DeAndre Yedlin versus Ryan Bertrand. Ooh, um, I'd like to think Bertrand's been around for longer, so I'm going to go for Bertrand on this one. Don't forget Yedlin's from the States. Mm. That is very true, but Bertrand won the Champions League, so... Yeah, former Chelsea player, so yeah, I'm going to go to Bertie as well. Okay, so Yedlin, 369.4 thousand... Holy shit. And Ryan Bertrand, 439, so it is Bertrand. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well done, guys. You didn't take the bait. Um, <laughs> Andy Carroll versus Danny Ings. Oh, uh, it's got to be Danny Ings, surely. Andy Carroll. Um, I'm going to go with Andy Carroll. I think it's a journeyman. Okay. Picks up followers along the way. So, Stephen, you're going Ings. Yeah. And Kev, you're going Andy Carroll. It is, yeah, just Danny, people... it is Danny Ings. Really? Yeah. I thought the number of um, fans that must have over the years subscribed to him just to find out when, when he's back from injury. <laughs> sure. um, I'll, I'll give you the numbers. It's uh, Andy Carroll, 296.8 thousand, obviously. Um, and Danny Ings, 300. thousand. Oh, okay. So, yeah, very, very close. But, yeah. Uh, Fabian Scher versus Yannick Vestergaard. Ooh, that's a tricky one. Um, I think I'm going to go with Cher, actually, on this one. Okay, and Kevin? Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to be the sunny to his Cher. <laughs> it is, in fact, Cher, because Yannick Vestergaard doesn't have an official Twitter page. So oh, what? <laughs> so he's got 72.6 thousand more than Yannick Vestergaard. So, yeah, not... <laughs> I was trying to, I'm trying to throw you a curveball there, but it didn't. You have I been tagging in our Player of the Month polls then? I don't know. Well, not Yannick Vestergaard, obviously. <laughs> Hang on, when has Yannick Vestergaard ever got Player of the Month? Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Alan San Maximan versus Nathan Redmond. Ooh, um, I think, I want to say Redmond, but I'm thinking Maximan with his headband um, and he's French as well, so. I guess that probably means that Max Man gets gets the win from me. And Kevin, I'm going to go with Maxi Pad as well. Maxi Pad, it is indeed Maxi Pad as you put it. 132.9 thousand to Nathan Redmond's 101, so not even close really. Hi. So well done. Do you know? I think Stephen, you've got them all right so far. Yeah, I'm doing all right, aren't I? Bertrand Ings, San Maximan, you're the Statman. Right, the last one then. You're going to, spo- you're going to spoil this now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, we got Kieran Clark versus Jack Stevens. Sorry, Jack fucking Stevens. <laughs> um, oh, again, that's quite tricky. Um, I think you know Jack Stevens has been around for quite a while, and he was an England under twenty one international. So I think I'm going to go for Stevens. Okay. I go for Kieran Clark then. Sorry, it is, in fact, Kieran Clark. Ah, there you go. <laughs> oh, I had to say it, didn't I? I had yeah, to it say would, it. It would happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's Kieran Clark, 79.9 thousand to Jack no. Stevens, 21.7. So, really, not even oh, that close. Not even close. No. Go and give but, the man a follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right, okay, that brings us to our three questions. Okay, so, would you rather wear a Pompey shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten? Oh, this is um, it's a very good question. So I actually saw a Pompey fan in the gym yesterday. Um, did you beat him up? <laughs> I did shot out 4-0 a couple of times. Uh, he, didn't <laughs> <beat him up. laughs> um, he was actually wearing some very colourful yellow and green shorts, so I think uh, that's what you need to say about Pompey fans. Um, I think I, I would take the haunted house. Um, I, I saw the shirt yesterday and it made me feel sick. So yeah, I'd take the house. Coming from an Essex lad, that's amazing. I love it. Thank you. Um, would you rather be twice the height of Peter Crouch or half the height of Lionel Messi? Oh, um, I think 
I'd go for I actually go for twice the hype here, Crouch actually. Yes. Uh, got a yes. lot of Crouch here. <laughs> yeah, I would. I like this guy, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got all the right answers. He does. Apart from Jack <laughs> Stevens. Yeah, not Jack Stevens though. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so we do love a good fan chant on in that number. Um yeah, what's your favourite thing to hear on the stands at St Mary's? Yeah, um I guess my favourite well, my favourite chant before we left was Jose Fonte baby, but yeah. that's not there anymore. Um I think I'd probably go for the Shane Long chant. Shane Long is our Irish goal machine, although yeah, questionable yesterday. <laughs> you don't hear that one very often. I don't hear I'm it very often. We were trying to resurrect it, weren't we? Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, a good one. And that one actually hasn't been said this season, so yeah. Yeah. Kev, is there anything you want to add? Um, not not on mic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been um absolute pleasure getting some statistical insight. It's something that we've been lacking uh, for a podcast that's called In That Number. We've been certainly lacking in the numbers department. So it's great to have you on here today. Yeah, it's been amazing as well. I mean, I've got to say that your page has been a breath of fresh air. Thanks for tagging me in it as well. It's been um Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, as I said before, like, it's something I've wanted to do for quite, quite some time. And I think, you know, it's something that we don't see so much from Southampton. So, yeah, long may it continue. Excellent. And thank you for your time today. It's been It's been a pleasure, as Kev said. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Cool. Um, until... Next time, I guess, then. Up, Up the Saints. Saints. Up the Saints. Welcome back to the Extra Time segment. We will start off, as always, with the predictions. <laughs> Again, Kevin, <laughs> what is going wrong? I went 2-1 oh, Saints, and you went... I've got a score right. Yeah, I was going to say, you went 3-1 Saints, so you got the score right, but um, for the wrong team. Uh, that's the third week in a row we've had a blank. So, wow. Yeah, scores still remain the same. Um, I've forgotten what the scores are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, our dedicated listeners will just remember uh, that a month it, ago. It's 51-39 to you. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I was in quite, that was quite an impulsive uh, score prediction from me. I was that close to, to saying 3-1 West Ham. And then when you said, oh, I've got to back my boys, that must have turned it for me. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, we we should have seen it coming, really, shouldn't we? Yeah, I guess. London Stadium, like, not amazing runner form. Basically, hey. whatever we say, go and do the opposite, and you're you're going to win some money. That's a good point. Anti tipsters, yeah. <laughs> Super six, uh, round forty six. Stuart White again. 11 mm. points, that's three weeks in a row, I think he's one or two in a row at least. And overall, Stuart White obviously has the lead, and he's opened up the biggest gap in the table uh, this year. So he's on 371 points. Tom Hennigan is 13 points back on 358. So yeah, big gap now, starting to uh, starting to appear. I think Stuart White's going to have this, you know, if he carries on uh, and is consistent. Uh, fantasy football. Oh, your your name's called Sh- your team's called Shakhtar Senseless now. I changed it, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my old ones. I know, it? I love it. It's <laughs> a good one. Always makes um, me laugh. Whenever I see it, I don't matter how many years it's been there, I still laugh. I can't help it. <laughs> so, yeah. was, I've seen I've seen some really funny ones over the years. I think one that made me chuckle was some Borussia munching cunt flaps. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that's just vulgar. And oh, I've got a, I've got a little sort of list of them. That I was sort I'm of sure you um, have. <laughs> brainstorming. Uh, one that just makes me chuckle as well. Uh, brush your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, there's some players that when I whenever I see them play, I think of a particular pun on their name, like as a as a team name. But none of them played for us. Hmm. That's a shame. Maybe yeah. next year. Yeah, we'll get some hilarious, fantastic uh, players. Um, anyway, yeah, your 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 team hasn't been doing particularly well this week, as probably most people's teams haven't. I think the overall highest so far is like only 87. Um, but yeah, what with Liverpool um, losing, in fact, did they? Did they? Yeah, three nil. Wow. Yeah, to Watford. Wow. That's a shocker. Mm. 
Um, and yeah, other team, Leicester lost as well, and Spurs didn't do too well against Wolves. So I think yeah, a lot of those top sides losing out has meant pretty small hauls for um, our team. So yeah, you, you're on 15 points so far. Um, you've got a couple of United players in there that are playing as we speak, and yeah, my team not much better, 21 points. Um, I think half my team's injured now. Most of my points came from the one Newcastle player I put in there. Oh, nice. Um, um, but I mean, yeah. also uh, Villa and Man City are cup final, aren't they? So a lot of people have got. Um, well, I can't imagine many people have got Villa players. But um, I've got Grealish. Oh yeah, actually I've got Grealish. Um, I've got Grealish and I've got Kevin De Bruyne. So obviously they're on my bench today. Uh, yeah, a quick look at the league. Um, Fucking lost it now. Uh, yes, so a quick look at the league. Um, yeah, John you Bates. lost it years ago, mate. Um, yeah, well, um, I'm definitely losing it this season in the uh, Fantasy Premier League. Um, John Bailey still miles ahead in our podcasters' league. Um, he's cr- still still creeping up there. Um, you're back on the bottom, I'm afraid, Ray. Um, our in that number podcast league that's open to everybody. Um, yeah, please join. That's dominated still by um, Steve McCulloch. And he's top his in Ralph we trust sixteen thirty two at the moment. Uh, but yeah, he only scored fourteen points so far. Um Jamie Thorpe and Lucy Hynett, just two points between them um in second and third. So yeah, that's an interesting one. And of course it's uh, the end of the winter now, so our manager of the month for February goes to none other than uh Saints FC podcasts John Bailey with two hundred and thirty points from February. So yeah, um, at least somebody's had a good February, eh? <laughs> Twenty nine days of it this this year as well. Yeah, it's um, the first time that Saints have played on the 29th of February since 1992. Um, okay, right. Uh, goal and player of the month for February. Do you want to start with the player? I do. Yeah, and we got a little bit of stick for not including Stuart Armstrong. I saw. Um, yeah. In hindsight, might have been a better choice, but um, I've just given Bertrand. Man of the match by default so many times in February mm. that we just had to include him and um, the electric out there didn't really agree with that they gave him one mm. percent um, yeah Danny Ings not quite the goal machine was in January uh, he gets fourteen percent Shane Long with thirty and Ward Prowse the outstanding winner with fifty five percent oh wow so he's our player of the month. Ah, it's been a while since he's won it. And uh, goal of the month, um, we had yeah four goals. It was uh, Ings against Spurs, Ings against Burnley, uh, Schlong against Villa. It's got to be the and cock goal. It's got to be the cock goal. That's what I voted for. And um, Oberfamie's uh, goal yesterday against West Ham. Um, the cock goal only got 11%. Can you believe Aww. it? Least popular. Um Yeah, Oberfemi's 13%. Ings against Burnley... 15%. Wow. But, yeah, his goal against the Soccer Cox uh, quite rightly takes it with 61%. Oh, I think I voted for the Burnley one. All oh, right. I just, yeah, I just cock goal every time. It's not often you get one then. No. Well, I don't know. Liverpool do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> they got 11 cocks on the pitch, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Liverpool. I'll stop now. Um, Jurgen right. Cock. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Uh, Russian phrase this week, Kevin. Okay, um, yeah, quite a difficult one uh, this week. But it does involve you trying to pronounce the name of our beloved city in Russian, which isn't easy because <laughs> they don't have a th or a h in, in Russian. So it's Southampton. Wow. Southampton. That's, that's good, Southampton. Southampton. Okay. And the phrase this week is Idinahoy Southampton. Edina Hui Southampton. Edina Hui Southampton. Edina Hui Southampton. Which means. Go fuck yourself, Southampton. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I just said that. Edina Hui Southampton. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. And I just said it again. Brilliant. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way to end it, yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Maybe we'll change, change it for next time to Pompey. Let's let's. Um, okay, so Liverpool lost three 0 to Watford. 
Um, oh, did they? Yes, they did. Um, I'm going to go and coming through. <laughs> I'm going to go and have some champagne to celebrate. Um, and of course, Saints losing, but they need all points next week against Newcastle. So stay tuned for next week. Uh, so until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.